we know God has a special plan for you, sister. And then we hope that uh, soon and very soon we will see the king. Uh, the message this morning is a very special message. And I hope that, you know, uh, you will help me pray that you'll come out clearly and it will be a blessing to you all this morning. Let us pray one more time. The Heavenly Father, this morning we are in your presence asking once again for your Holy Spirit to be with us this morning, Lord. May you speak through your people, through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Victory. Uh, in any war, anybody that wants to war, the ultimate goal is total victory. And we are in a war. When sin broke out in heaven, the war, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, that there were what? War in heaven. And since that time, God's ultimate purpose is total and complete victory. Paul understood this theme again when he said now in, in Romans 1 verse 16, he said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is what? The power of Christ. What, the power, what power is he talking about now? The word power it is used now in the Greek is the word dunamis, the dynamite of God. God wants total victory. And the victory that God is looking for, not just for in the cross, but through transformation into your heart. So when the Bible said that when they brought Christ in the cross, they put the cross in Golgotha. And that word means what? The place of the skull. Skull is what? Is your the seat of reason? The Bible said, "Come now and let us reason together." If your sin is at what red as scarlet, I can make it what. And the only way I can make this happen again is through total and complete what victory. Victory over sin is a possible. <laughs> Be careful now what you said. <laughs> you bring judgment against yourself. Is victory over sin possible? Or did God purpose in coming to this world is only to put a bandage over sin? The Bible says in Isaiah 53 that by his stripe we are what? And the word heal means what? We are no longer what? Sick. Okay? And not only that verse, of course, in, in uh, John, when John the Baptist saw Christ coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the Lamb of God's purpose was to do what? To take away what? The sins of the world. And Paul again in Romans chapter 6 said that he, whoever is dead is free from sin. And in John Christ said that if the Son shall set you free, you shall be what? Free from what? Now here's the question again. That's a challenge of course the church is facing today. Is our job as Christian to reduce the amount of sin that we do or to stop sinning completely? Now, we're afraid to say these things because you're like, hey, who among us can say these things? Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, you and I cannot say this of our own self. But that's what Christ said in uh, John chapter 3 to Nicodemus, you must be born what? And that's what's so fitting this morning, that God in his timing wisdom put a baptism to remind us again one more time that when we accept Christ, we are become what? A new what? creation that the old man is done and therefore now we accept christ in our newness of life and the mystery of god christ in you the hope of glory now is transforming in us and one more time victory is possible now in first john chapter 3 he said now that christ's purpose of, of coming to this world was not just to diminish sin but to eradicate the work of the devil and the work of the devil is what is sin in, we are journeying right now to the promised land. 
And as we're getting close to the promised land, the challenge that we're facing right now is, is it possible for me to completely gain victory today? And I'm here to give you two stories because time is running out. One story we want to read out again is found in Numbers 13. I will, t- I will tell you to read it when you get home, 13 and 14. And you all know this story. The people of God is getting now to the promised land. They are at the border of the promised land. And then they had this great idea to send spy to watch again the land. And they went to spy out the land. And you all know the story. And they spent 40 days. How many days? 40 days. And they came back. And when they came back, they said, wow, Moses, the land is amazing. As you said. But we have a problem. The problem is in the land we saw giant, the sons of Anak. And in front of these guys, we were like grasshoppers. We cannot go and take that land. And the Bible said the people lift up their voice and begin to cry. They say, why did you brought us out of Egypt, Moses? Let us name us leaders and let us go back to Egypt. They saw what? Giant. And this is impossible to overcome. Let me ask you a question. How were they able to get out of Egypt? Who took them out of Egypt? Who opened the Red Sea for them? Who fed them out of manna from heaven? Who gave them water from the rock? Who was the everlasting great I am? That was always present now in the cloud and in the fire. His name was what? Jehovah. And all of a sudden now, listen now, we are not able to do it. But guess what? You were never able to do anything. The only thing you and I can do is what? You should take grasp and hold of what? Of his unchanging hand and say, Lord, here I am and sent me. And Caleb now and Joshua understood this now. They said, no, 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 no. Do not sin against the Lord. Because he, he takes pleasure in us. He will give us what? He will give us the land. We are on promised land right now. We are at the borderland now. We could see that the things happening in the world are telling us now that Christ is at the door. And God is looking for our people now ready to receive him. And the only thing that that's holding us back is our lack of faith. Because we can see now there's no way we could take on these challenges. There are too many giants in the land. Sin now is holding us back and we are afraid now to face them. But like Caleb though, God will have a people a remnant people that will take God by his word, that will believe that if with, all, with God, all things is what? Possible. Like Paul said now, I can do all things through Christ who did what? Stre- do you need strength this morning? Are you looking for victory this morning? The victory then is in Jesus because his name shall be called what? Emmanuel, God with us. See, when God comes now, he wants to tabernacle into your heart. And when he comes, that he wants to make what? His likeness into you. And that is the power now. That is the job of the Holy Spirit. That he will send us another comforter. That will be what? It's what? The spirit of truth to lead us into what? Some truth into what? All truth. And the people begin to what? Weep. And they say, we want to go back to where? What was in Egypt again? Vacation? Beautiful thing? I mean, you think about it now. We're so engraved into that mentality that we would prefer to go back into the world than to cross over to the promised land. They were giant in the land. One more story. The children of Israel are facing a formidable army, the Philistine. 
And the Philistine had a great idea. And because they know what they had planned. A secret weapon. And they put it out there. His name was what? Goliath. And the Bible says, here come out of what? A champion. Came out of what? A champion in the land of Philistine. His name is Goliath. He was a giant. And for 40 days. How many days? Did we just heard 40 days again? 40 days before? 40 days now? There was a giant challenging God's people again. To stand up again and come and what? And come and fight. We are facing a challenge right now. And that challenge is not from without. It's not the outside really. It's what's inside of us. The fear now of completely surrender ourselves to God. We're all afraid. What God will do with me if I completely surrender myself to God? What God will tell me to do? Because, you know, I don't want to go to Egypt right now and preach the gospel. So we want to hold control and let God lead from time to time. And of course, here come now David, a little shepherd boy that nobody had ever heard of. Even his family said, David, are you crazy? Go back home. But David, again, was foolish enough to believe that when God said go, he would trust God. Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you think now the children of Israel, humanly speaking, had a fighting chance to take the promised land without God? They were what? Zero. The same way they had no chance of leaving Egypt. They were there for 400 years. They couldn't get out except for God coming through and do what? Taking them out of Egypt. The same way that David had what? Zero chance of what? Of beating Goliath. But what was the key to victory? The key to victory was believing that if God said it, that's enough for me. If God said now, see, look at what Bible said in Jude 24. Unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. Wait a minute now. Time out, time out, time out. Faultless? <laughs> Are you faultless? How is that possible? And look at the text. Is this now who is trying? He is what? Able to keep you what? From falling. When Christ is leaving his disciples, and he understood they were afraid, they had sadness in their heart because Christ is leaving. And Christ could have given them a whole lot of promise. But one thing he said to them, though, Behold, all the powers in heaven and on earth are in what? Does that mean all? Does all mean all? Then what are you afraid of this morning? Why are we afraid now to trust that God can give me victory over every known sin in my life right now? See, our fear is not about a fear of victory. Our fear is because we do not know who God is. If you know who God is, the Bible says, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall what? See, we know about the truth, but we don't know who the truth is. The truth is not just a word. The truth is a person. The truth is Jesus. If you know Jesus this morning, I promise you, your brother, my brothers and sisters, victory is guaranteed. See, the devil knows that. He understood that. That's why he always tries his best now to push us away from the essence of the gospel. The gospel is good news, yes? What is the gospel, everybody? The gospel said what? It's the good news of what? Jesus saved. Saved from what? Saving sin? Now, when Jesus told the lady at... Uh, that was caught in adultery. You know, said, whoever has no sin, cast the first stone. Well, we all read the story. What happened? Everybody did what? You know, what did Christ tell the lady? Go and what? 
No, come on. There's no way you could say that because we're all human. We know we're going to sin, right? The Bible said now, little children, in First John chapter 1, verse 2, say, little children, I write to you that you may sin what? But if you sin, what does it say? Okay, now, why don't you say when you sin? What's the difference between if and when? What's the difference? I'm not an English major. What's the difference? <laughs> What's, oh, come on, if and when is the same thing, is it? <laughs> eh? Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in, in Romans chapter uh, 13, says now, put on Christ. What he said? And make no provision for the flesh. What does the word put on Christ mean? Put on Christ means you dressed up in Christ. Christ is the one that's in control of your life. Paul understood. Paul said, if you want to live, Christ cannot live in you. But if you want to live, you must die first. That's why Paul said, I die often now. Once a week, once a month, only on the Sabbath. We die what? Daily. And Paul said, I have to crucify myself, but yet I live. But not I will live, but Christ will live what? My people, again, God is looking for victors. God is looking for who? Victors, people who are willing now to surrender themselves to Christ. And if they do this right now, Christ is about to do, show the world his great power. See, God, see, God wants people to vindicate his name. What, what I just said? What does that word vindicate mean? See, the devil has a challenge. The challenge that no man can keep the law. Let me remind you something real quick. When did God give the people the law? Is it before Egypt or after they left Egypt? Okay. What was when was the law at? Do you think was the law created after sin? Because I would say I would not have known what sin unless the law said what. But is the purpose of the law to save though? Is it the purpose? The law cannot what can save, but the law though is there as a mirror to show us what. Or fault or weakness. And when we realize how wretched we are, we say, Woe is me, who shall deliver me from this body of what? Of death. But Paul didn't stop. They said, Praise be to God, who's what? Jesus now is alive. And not only your life, it lives forevermore. And right now is in the midst of us this morning. See, God is looking for people who are willing to trust that He can transform them. God is looking for people. We're willing to trust that he could lead them into all truth. God is looking for people who are willing now to surrender the control of their life in his hand. For we cannot serve two masters. You don't serve what? God? And serve who? The devil. My question for you this morning is this. Do you want to be free from sin? Do you want to have victory over sin? Every sin. Because see, think about now in in Rome, in the first Corinthians 10, 13, Paul said that there is no temptation. There's what? No temptation that is not common unto men. And with every temptation, God will do what? Will provide us a way of what? Now see, when you and I fall into sin, it's not because there's no escape. We do not want to escape. It's like, come on, Lord, once in a while, give me a chance to do this thing. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Isn't that what we do all the time? See, listen to this now. Sister Y said now, all the power of hell 
cannot force one weak soul to fall into sin. Let's, let, let's just marinate for a mind for a second. Let's marinate that. What? All the power of what? Cannot for one weak soul to what? Cannot force you into sin. He could entice you. He can tempt you. But with every temptation, God is what? There's an escape route. There's an escape route. Do you choose that escape route this morning? Now, I'm, what, I'm telling you this again. I don't want you to be discouraged because it is not a discouraged message this morning. I want you to remember now again that the Bible said we're sin abound. Grace did what? But Paul said again now, oh, because we are not under the law, are we going to keep on sinning that grace will abound? He said what? God for what? Forbid. He said now, reckon yourself. What do you say? Reckon yourself dead into sin. Now, how is that possible? Have you ever seen a dead person arguing with the undertaker? You'd be kind of scared and talk, take off running, right? You'd be like, oh, Lord, that is that good, right? But what's the point? Because the person is what? He's dead. He doesn't know anything anymore. He's not in control. So your, your problem, my problem, is because we want to be driver and we want Christ to be our passenger. Well, God said, no, I want to be the driver and you'll be what? There are seven churches in, in, in Revelation, and the last church is this church that we call what church again? Now, do you realize, and I, I hope we had time to expand on this, but if you realize into all the churches, every step of, you could see where Christ is in his return to earth. In every churches. You see, in Philadelphia, I said, I open a door that nobody can what? And that door is the door of what? Of mercy of the great now judgment day in 1844. Then at the church of Laodicea, Christ said, now I am at the door. <laughs> now what's the difference if I open the door and I'm at the door? What's the difference? I'm at the door meaning what? I'm outside. So Christ is coming for us in all generation people. See, 40 is the time of what? Of the year of, of, of generation. So God is coming to our church. And as this last church again, Christ said, I am the true witness. I'm what? To have a witness, you have to have what? Huh? A judgment. We are facing the judgment, people. We don't have to be afraid of the judgment because Christ is our advocate. In Romans 8, verse 1, he said, therefore now. What he said, what? Therefore what? There is no condemnation for those who are what? We are in Christ. We are called to what? what? Not in the what? Flesh, but in what? So do you want to be free? Do you want to be declared innocent in this, this judgment? Yes or no? Then take on Christ. Put on Christ. Live in Christ. Walk by faith, not by sight. And make his word your daily bread. Seek ye first there in his righteousness. My brothers, we are facing this great time of judgment. And time is running out. And God is looking for people who will stand and vindicate his name in front of the universe. Can God count on you? Can God depend on you? The story of Job is a story that's interesting. When the devil came to God and God said to the devil, Have you seen my servant who? Why Job? Why not Simon? Why not somebody else? Because Job shoo evil. I would say that. He stayed away from what? That's what God is looking for people like that. People that stay away from sin. That guy can brag on to the universe. 
Can, brag, can God brag on you this morning? Can he brag on you this morning? And if the answer is no, like it is no for me in most cases, let us come together. Let's stand together and let's pray. The appeal this morning is let's open our heart and say, Lord, I know I've failed you in so many ways. I know I've not gained the victory lately, Lord, but the victory is yours to give. Or text this morning said, thanks be to God who do what? Who give the victory. It's a gift. Do you want the victory? All you have to do is to open your heart and say, Lord, I'm here willing to receive your victory. Who wants to stand this morning and pray with me and ask Lord to be used by him this morning, to be transformed, to be born again, like our sister this morning, and to be made now like Christ. All right, let us pray this morning and close out. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful again this morning to be reminded again that victory in this life is possible. You die on the cross, Lord, that you give us the victory, Lord. And we are so thankful again that of the privilege of knowing you this morning. Lord, your people are here again, present to ask you one more time to recreate in us, Father, a clean heart. To renew a right spirit in our mind, Lord. And to one more time make us understand that victory, Lord, is possible only in you. Father, forgive us when we come short. And help us one more time, Lord, to vindicate your name now in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.